The Old Pre-Meds Podcast, session number 147. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Welcome to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week where I take questions directly from the old pre-meds forms, also known as the non-traditional pre-med form over at medicalschoolhq.net slash forms. This week we have a poster, a student who is wondering about his journey or her journey and wondering if the path is too long, too crazy, too unusual, in his words, uh, to hurt his chances of getting into medical school. If you're listening to this for the first time, thank you for joining me, taking the time to listen to this podcast. I want to remind you that this is not the only podcast that I do. If you're listening to this one for the first time, there are many other ones called The Pre-Med Years, which is general pre-med advice, discussions with admissions committee members and deans and directors of admissions committees and interesting students who have had maybe unusual paths like our guest today or our poster today. I also have the MCAT podcast that I do with Next Step Test Prep, which is a great podcast, free MCAT prep, helping you prep for your MCAT. I have specialty stories where I interview physicians about their career, why they chose it, what they like about it, what they don't like about it, etc. I have uh, many other ones coming, including some for medical students and another one for the MCAT as well. So let's jump into today's post. And it is one, again, it says, can my unusual path hurt my chances of getting in to or getting accepted to medical school? Hi, everyone. I'm an avid Medical School HQ podcast listener, but new to this form. I'm hoping to get some feedback on my non-traditional path and advice moving forward. I've been interested in becoming a physician practically since I could pronounce the word. As such, I worked hard in school and ultimately got accepted to a pre-health high school program. Through this program, I was able to focus my coursework towards my dream of medicine by taking classes such as anatomy and physiology, medical terminology, and nutrition that I was able to earn a college credit for through an agreement between the high school and a local medical school. In my junior year, I participated in a clinical where my class would visit a dementia care facility on a weekly basis, roughly 20 hours total, and talk, play games, etc. with patients. I was also involved in a number of ECs, including marching band, leading a Girl Scout troop, and holding leadership positions in various honor societies. In addition, I was a member of the local chapters of the Health Occupations Students of America, HOSA, and Skills USA, two student-run organizations that host regional and national competitions in health, science, and pre-med related events, through which I placed in both state and national competitions. The high school program culminated with taking my entire senior year course load at a community college, earning a total of 35 college credits prior to high school graduation. While participating in a 150-hour internship, I completed with my own pediatrician where I shadowed and got clinical experience taking vitals, medical histories, and otherwise interacting with patients which further motivated me toward my goal. 
During my senior year of high school, I sustained a traumatic brain injury that resulted in memory and learning issues that were not determined until after I had to to withdraw from two of the college courses. Despite the advice from my doctors and cognitive therapists, I was determined to begin college the following fall and not delay my progress towards becoming my dream. This resulted in an undergraduate GPA with a progressively downward trend from freshman through junior year as the classes increased in difficulty and I struggled to figure out how to learn and retain the information with my new challenges. I also lost all hope of getting into medical school and turned to research as a new career option. I stayed involved on campus where I was a resident advisor and participated in a few clubs where I held leadership positions. By senior year of undergrad, I was finally able to find a new system of learning that worked and I was able to do well enough to get into the master's program at my school. I completed a research project and was back to earning all A's, B's, and even a few A pluses. After graduation, I took a job as a an associate researcher doing translational work with a major medical school in the area. Through my nearly two years of working full-time in this setting, my dream of becoming a physician has now been resurrected, as I have realized that I won't feel fulfilled without being able to interact with the patients and direct their clinical care. Having regained my self-confidence and motivation, I now feel determined to pursue medical school and ultimately become a physician who can heal patients and provide inspiration for their resilience and ability to self-advocate throughout treatment. I know that medical schools are looking for diversity in their candidates, but my concern is that my path thus far is too unusual and that medical schools will look closely at me, specifically my academic history, unfavorably. I'm also uncertain of how much of my story I should include in my application and how to include these various components. I've taken and passed all of my prereqs at either undergrad or graduate level. I've yet to take the MCAT, but I'm studying hard. My GPAs are as follows. Science undergrad 309, cumulative 326, graduate science and cumulative 365. Looking only at my last 20 hours of science coursework, my undergrad GPA is 357, graduate 373. I'm looking to apply to both DO and MD programs during the 2009 cycle to begin school in 2020. Is my chance of getting into medical school a long shot based on my background? Any thoughts or advice would be greatly appreciated. Best wishes to all my fellow non-trads and thanks for the help. All right, this is an interesting one. This student, who I'm assuming now is a is a female, I was going back and forth, he and she, I wish there was a a, a pronouns button when people posted these, so I, I knew. Uh, but the Girl Scouts thing, I am assuming this person is a female. Uh, we'll go with that. Uh, I know that they can identify as something else, but let's just go with female. Uh, so this student, she is has an interesting journey, right? An unusual path, as she's stating in her subject of her post. If I were to, or we were to ignore everything that she's saying about her TBI and just use the words struggled, right? I struggled in my undergrad and then I finally figured out how to study regardless of a TBI, traumatic brain injury, regardless of that TBI, I struggled to study I finally figured it out, and my grades improved. And I uh, had an upward trend finishing college. I had a good, solid GPA in my graduate school. 
If that was the whole story, that's an easy answer. Do well on the MCAT, find the schools that are going to be okay with your GPAs, and apply, apply, apply. Obviously, make sure you have shadowing and clinical experience, and you're doing all of those other things as well. The interesting twist here is the TBI. And ultimately, I don't think the TBI has anything to do with anything, right? A TBI, oh, you had a concussion, right? We can say you had a concussion and your brain was a little rattled for a little while. <laughs> Obviously, um, it may be more severe than that. Uh, you may have some significant defi deficits, uh, but you obviously figured out how to be a good student. Now, the question that I have for you is, and the question that you are going to have to answer when you are getting your medical licenses is, do you have any sort of injury that is going to hinder your ability to take care of patients? Right, Any sort of disease or injury or illness that's going to hinder your ability to take care of patients? And do you have significant enough cognitive deficits that there is a question about your ability to take care of patients? You may have figured out how to do well in school, but when it comes to being sleep deprived, not eating well, etc., which being married to a neurologist, I've learned that those things kind of uh, exacerbate the the deficits of a TBI. If you are in medical school, if you are in residency and and you are stressed and you're not sleeping well and you're not eating right, not exercising, are your cognitive deficits going to put patients in harm's way? I can't answer that for you. You have to be honest with yourself to know your own limitations. Right? This is a weird analogy, but think about a PA versus an MD. Right, A PA or an NP, they have to know their own limitations when treating patients. And the same thing for any physician who has any sort of deficits. You have to know your own limitations when it comes to treating patients. If you have such a severe brain injury that you have severe cognitive deficits, especially when you're sleep deprived, sleep deprived, stressed, not eating well, not exercising, and your ability to take care of patients, your decision-making skills are decreased should you really be taking care of patients. It may be your dream to be a physician, but you may have drawn the short straw with this TBI to say, you know what, maybe putting someone else's life in your hands is not the right choice. That's my only concern. Outside of that, you can go to medical school, you can be a physician, obviously do well in the MCAT, uh, shadowing, clinical experience, all those other things. The, the path is circuitous, not really. Take, take the brain injury out of it, and, and you're a typical college student who struggled to figure out how to learn. That's all. Right, You compound it with the TBI, and then thinking about the future, are you going to be able to take care of your patients? Only you can answer that for you. Think about the patients. Don't do anything that's going to put them in harm's way. And I wish you good luck.